Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure that you knew that my online knee course with Lenny Macrina is on sale for $200 off this week. If you want to learn exactly how to evaluate and treat the knee, you're going to love our comprehensive course where we cover our clinical examination, exercise progressions, and specific information on ACL, meniscus, patellofemoral, articular cartilage, osteoarthritis, and so much more. Plus, you can earn a ton of CEU credit. The course is on sale this week for $200 off. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash knee for more information and to sign up today. On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about some of the strategies we use to restore passive knee extension range of motion after a surgery. The Ask Mike Reinhold Show. Helping people feel better, move better, and perform better. Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the Introduction to Performance Therapy and Training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to MikeReynolds.com slash performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show. We're up at Champion PT and Performance up in Boston, Mass., answering all your questions, physical therapy, sports performance, fitness, all that fun stuff, anything you guys want to talk about. I'm here with Mike Scaduto, Dave Tilly, Dan Pope, Lenny Macrina, answering all your questions. Are we, are we, is this like the seating arrangement we're going to go with? I feel like we, we have I switched a little bit. Sometimes Dan's good. here. It feels really good. Sometimes I'm next to Lenny over there. That's true. You guys used to, you used to be that As way. Italian, I like to be by the door in case I need I like to have my run. back to the wall. See y'all. Doing it. We're here. We have a lot of students now. We have, you know, you know, throughout the year we get a, a good variety of students. Uh, but, you know, there, there's quite a bit of overlap, which is always good because they get to practice and talk and interact. But uh, three students now. Len, would you would you like to introduce the students to the uh, audience wow, today? Wow, we do have three students. Damn yeah. it. Well, we'll go, we'll go seniority, right? We'll go, podcast we'll go three students. We'll go uh, Trey Martin, Trey Martin, Dr. Trey from... East Tennessee State University. We have the longest names right now going on. With I know, right? Yeah. So, Dr. Trey Martin at East Tennessee State University. We have uh, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson from Winston Salem State University. Oh my God! And we have <laughs> Evan Zerzebrick from Trine University. So, Trine oh, is right. somewhere in the middle of Indiana. Trine. Trine. From, so he's from Hogwarts. Ironically. <laughs> Wait, we have Trey and Ryan and a student from Trine. So Ryan and Trine. Ah, you, you, what guys, a connection. you guys figure it out. It was I meant mean, to be. I must say, I have never heard of Trine. No, I haven't either. That's Sorry. Right, it's Hogwarts. Yeah, no, that's good. So it's good. Very good. So welcome, Evan. Evan, what's your last name? Jurjevic. Jurjevic. That's so fun. That was easy, Len. Why can't Len pronounce that? And by the way, I definitely knew his last name prior to asking him. Definitely. So anyway, we have um, we have some great questions, right? This is uh, or a question. I think we got one question today. Um, who's who do we got this week? Trey, Doctor Trey. Doctor Trey is going to ask the question this week. So the subject is tips for gaining full knee extension after surgery. So Ellie from Florida asks, what are some methods you find most effective for gaining full knee extension in a post-surgical patient with increased tone in the hamstrings? Uh, you totally distracted me. What's the question? Just read the question part. Totally. Can, wait, what was that? The question part. All right. What are some methods you find most effective for gaining full knee extension 
in a post-surgical patient with increased tone in the hamstrings. All right, so how, what, what are, what are <laughs> what the I don't know. I was like caught on the... There, there was a subject there. Exactly. I was trying to... That's never been there. <laughs> I'll answer this question. Jump on it. Yes. All right, so look, this is, I like this is a good question. So what are some of the methods that we use to regain full knee extension after surgery? Now, they, Ellie specifically mentioned with tone on the hamstring, which definitely is a thing, right? And is definitely something that happens post-op, but not the only reason why you would have loss of, of motion. Um, there's a million ways to do this. What do you guys think? Who wants to start? I mean, we could, somebody can ramble on a million things, but like, what do you think is the most important thing to do? A post-op patient comes into you with limited knee extension. Lenny, why don't you start with this and say, what, what do you look at to determine why maybe they have this loss of motion? Yeah, I mean, usually it's because they weren't educated at the beginning on how to keep the range of motion. So a big portion of my education, when I forget first get somebody in, especially after an ACL where there's a lot of pain or a knee replacement, is propping the, the heel up and allowing that knee to get into extension. The position of comfort is going to be slight flexion, right? Open pack position of the knee is about 20 degrees, so they're going to want to put a pillow under their knee. So education, by all means, first is to get them to understand that getting extension is the most important thing after a surgery. You mentioned tone in the hamstrings. Yeah, probably, maybe, because they are going to get shortened over time, but there was a study that came out uh, last year, and uh, I think it was uh, Med Science Sports and Exercise, that showed that it was the capsule that gets tight and not necessarily the hamstring. So for me, I want to do things that are going to address both hamstring and capsule. So I'm going to look at how do you stretch out capsule or collagen tissue. You need prolonged stretch on the knee. So you need prolonged, low to long duration stretch. So you need the person to prop the leg up and give a good 15 minutes uh, at a time. And we recommend usually 60 minutes total in a day to get the knee to hyperextend, to get into full uh, extension, whether it's beyond zero or, or not. And symmetrical to the other side so you know get the collagen to stretch out i think is the key and hamstring stretching uh maybe some foam rolling maybe some soft tissue work let me jump in and ask you a question yes. here so a couple things one i like your approach at first if somebody comes in tight the first thing you do is blame them love it yes it's awesome. not it's my their fault. fault blame it on right that, that is that, right make it very aggressive too <laughs> so i like that no but the, i think that was actually an excellent point you made because everyone's always looking for like the reason is this tight did that happen did yeah. this happen when realistically sometimes they just they weren't educated enough and maybe they spent a week home after surgery and nobody told them to go straight so i'm jesting obviously but i i think that was actually a really good point that uh, i like like, tell me about that study though, because remember, in my mind, the hamstrings kind of attach and blend into the capsule to an extent. Correct. So, so how, how do they differentiate between the hamstrings and the capsule? So they unfortunately they use like rats or some of mice. I think it was mice, and because of their biology, it's very similar to humans. Um, they can they basically should put the, the mice in the cast, their little legs, and uh, for, for a period of time, I know, um, we appreciate their, their contributions to research. And then they, they looked at the collagen under microscope to see the changes and the elongation of it, so, versus hamstring. So, to, uh, I say, I use this in my courses as well, our online e-seminar course, and any time I speak, it's, it's the capsule that we primarily have to address and how do you stretch out collagen is you've got to get a prolonged stretch in the knee if we can even you know get a substantial change because it is collagen but you have a window 
a window of opportunity. It's not like the IT band is this thick fibrous structure that you need thousands of pounds of force, right? You, we can get it back. I think it's more so the, the, the tight knee, the, the tight collagen, the tight capsule. Yeah, that and, this study showed. And let's assume for the rest of this conversation, we're talking about like a post-operative knee that is not super chronic. Right. Because man, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's yeah. What, you're talking about somebody six months out of an ACL that still has, that's a completely different conversation yeah. in my mind. So um, so I like that. We're in the first like acute, maybe even subacute phase like yeah. that. Collagen tissue, uh, a prolonged, uh, short, uh, a shorter intensity or less intensity, longer duration type stretching I like that so Lenny brought up that I, I, I wanted to ask one question then you jump in but mm-hmm. so Lenny brought up it's collagen and it's the capsule so talk about prolonged stretching does anybody do joint modes what do we want to talk about with joint modes for the knee yeah I think that I mean joint modes are probably not gonna be changing the capsular tissue or like we're not probably moving the caps around but it's gonna kind of blend to my point it's like people hurt man like if they're super cranky the joint is real like angry and like they've been probably walking on it for a little bit and starting to get sore and like they're right up there like just in a lot of pain. It's like anything you can do a little bit to maybe make them feel comfortable or calm down a little bit. Sometimes joint mobs just make someone relax. Like they're just like completely chilling out. Same thing with like, I think this is a, again, the, the swing of social media is everyone's like no modalities ever, no passive stuff at all. But like five minutes of heat and a little bit of joint mobs would make someone's knee range much, much easier. Maybe they're just sitting down for 10 minutes. Honestly, maybe that's it. But like that can go a huge way to help your manual therapy. I, I can't tell you how many times I, people are like, oh, I can heat it, I can ice it. And they don't know. And then you maybe heat them yeah. because if you want to you know, just promote heal and relaxation and maybe a little blood into the area. And like, wow, that felt amazing. Yeah. So whether or not social media says it was bad, if that person says, I like that, yeah. you got to go with it, right? And if you measure five degrees more range of motion by the end of the session, like, who they cares? They buy in. You know? saw the objective change. They feel so much better about their knee. They feel better about their situation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a no-brainer despite like – the social media world okay. saying there's no evidence or the evidence is negative. So the, fu- the funny part is we call that positional release because we have to make like a, a fancy phrase for everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just sitting there. Like, <laughs> yeah. We'll call it positional relaxation. relaxation. <laughs> no, but I mean, th- there's a little bit that we can like, we can add a little science to it. So, all right. So I, I, I think we'd all agree. So with joint modes, maybe we're neuromodulating until maybe we're trying to get and relax a little bit. But let's say it's two weeks out, they're lacking full knee extension and it's an ACL. Uh, would you do a joint mode? I still would. You do a joint move on the knee two weeks out of an ACL reconstruction. Well, not necessarily an ACL, but thinking like a post-surgical knee, I would still attempt. I think there's still in a, like a period of time where you can have effect. But if I'm trying to not stress the ACL, obviously I wouldn't do that. But patellar All right, so so not so well, definitely patellar move. That's yeah. a, a, that I meant more knee tibial femoral. Yeah. So yeah. so uh, so okay. So if it's not ligamentous, we maybe like, maybe would. Yeah. yeah. This is good to talk about. So you guys get to hear the discussion here, but like. You know what I mean? So maybe you're right. Patella mode, obviously. Patella is an actually big one too. That's especially it's, superior to try to get that last little bit of its extension. If some, if especially if you have like a patellar tendon graft or maybe even a quad tendon graft to an extent, like patellar mobility is gonna gonna play into this. So we got a whole another realm right there. So I don't know. I, so as a group, though, ligamentous injury, we're not joint moving, yeah. right? Probably not. No. All right. Thankfully, that's good. Otherwise, we're gonna we're gonna pause this and have, have, an, have, have an internal meeting, have a champion staff meeting. <laughs> but but yeah, but that, but like maybe maybe other. Type, I don't know. I don't know. I probably wouldn't do it with a meniscus either. Maybe to be honest be with you, be but. careful with distraction. That's a thing. There's some things yeah. you probably still can get away with, but right. obviously you're not gonna translate and try to tear that ACL. <laughs> just, yeah, just do some lock. Test the graph. Yeah. yeah, I mean it is again probably fine. But I, but again, I think the whole the point and we, reason why I brought up joint moves is Lenny talked about the collagen tissue, the capsule, stuff like that. I think theoretically that sustained 
position, that positional release, that low load, long duration type stretch is probably better than a joint mob on that. And I know there's a lot of manual therapists out there that would go right to joint mobs. I think that's showing us that we may use some joint mobs on the right person at the right time if it's to like neuromodulate, try to get them to relax and move a little bit better. But I think there's there's other things to do. I think we've um, said so, it on a podcast before, but like you have to have a consistency over intensity mindset. Like Lenny said, like five four sessions of 10 to 15 minutes a day is better than like one day where you're trying to jam your knee. Like, I mean, I made this mistake as a therapist. They come in and it's not straight and you're kind of panicking. You're like, oh God, we got to get this straight. And you're like really like cranking on someone's knee in one session. It's like, it's probably not the best thing to do you know, intensity-wise, because that person's going to leave really kind of sore, and they're not going to want to do their exercises later. Right. I like it. Good. And, and Mike. may further promote tone. Yeah. Like in the right. muscle, they may get some guarding, especially if we're putting them in a more painful position, yeah. trying to gain range of motion. I know Lenny talks about it all the time, like a prone hang. Sometimes will promote more tone in the hamstring because they feel vulnerable there, and they they want to guard. So they're going to get into more of a flexion contracture. It makes it tougher for them to relax the hamstrings. So yeah, that's a good point. Go, the the question was about what we do, hamstring. right? And yeah. right. I think the quote, I think that's good, uh, Dr. Scaduto, is um, at MikeScaduto.com, is um, prone hang, supine, low, long duration, and, and other things like retro walking on the treadmill or retro cone walking or something like that. I'm a supine, like I want them supine, I want them lying down, I want, and I want their ankle propped up, and I want a lightweight 5, 10 pounds to be pulling their knee into extension and above beyond, the knee, right? above the patella, yeah, so not squishing the patella versus the prone hang because of the, the hamstring getting tight and people just freaking out that their leg is hanging off the table and their pelvis starts twisting out of control and now the whole thing just becomes chaotic, I feel like, in people that I've tried prone hangs on and the doctor's recommended so you have to do it and then it's just, you're like, all right, let's just go back to what I know and trust. And that's just <laughs> lying down and working on supine. So we talk about pain, we talk about guarding, we talk about some tone from the surgery and stuff like that. Um, all great. What about swelling? Yeah. Right? Very so, basic. Acute-wise, yeah. acute sometimes it's just swelling. It takes a volume in the, yeah. volume in the knee, causes I, pain. You I, want to protect the pain. So we you, we yeah. tell, yeah, and that's not even just even the effusion's effect on pain. You're absolutely right. right. But, I mean, we tell everybody, yeah, there, there's not a lot of room in the knee, right, for it to go, like, for it to, like, pooch out. And what tends to happen is it tends to pooch out in the back. Right, if you get a big fused knee, obviously it kind of comes all the way around, but in the back there tends to be like a, a large pooch of that effusion right there. And that's definitely gonna be uh, impactful for both flexion and extension of the knee. You kind of kind of see that in both ways. So sometimes it's just getting rid of their pain, getting rid of their swelling, getting them more comfortable so that the way they decrease their guarding, and then getting them into these positional releases, like this low load, long durations kind of stretching, frequently over time. So you, if you notice here, we're, we're doing nothing aggressive, we're not doing any manipulations, we're, we're even kind of talking about really not doing that that much for joint mobilizations. It's more about getting rid of pain, getting rid of the fusion, getting rid of the guarding, and getting them into these nice sustained positions frequently throughout the day. That's our first attack. If you're talking about a chronic person, a whole other conversation that we won't get into in this podcast, I, I'm sure we've talked about it. I don't even know, we have like 200 episodes now, I forget what we've talked about, but like that's a whole other conversation. One other question. What about soft tissue? Nobody said anything about soft tissue. Yeah. Thoughts? Yeah. Gastroc, maybe. Head to the gastroc or blending in behind the knee as well. 
I mean, gastroc, hammy, both cross the knee, mm -hmm. right? So theoretically, if you're in a shortened position, those guys get toned up. Not they they start to, yeah, you know, I mean, is that mm -hmm. a part of it too? So we would all so. do that, right? Mm -hmm. All right, so let's summarize. Let's say you come in, you're three weeks out of ACL reconstruction, and you have, you're lacking a little bit of knee extension. What are we going to do? First thing we can probably do is hop them up on the table supine, right? We're going to probably put a hot pack on their knee and put their heel propped up and let it just slowly sit there five, ten minutes, see what we get for range of motion. From there, I think we're all going to probably go soft tissue, right? We're probably going to go hamstring, gastroc, but then also a fusion-based soft tissue if there's anything going on with the knee, right? From there, we're probably going to go patellar mobilizations, right? Going to do some patellar mobs. And then from there, we're probably going to then try to actively get them engaged their knee so that way it goes straight. So knee extensions, retro cone walking, quad like session. like Lenny said, even just walking, yeah, just a quad set, right? Like, that's a great point. Just a quad set, we're going to actively get them in that position, and then we're probably going to ice and then we're probably going to compress it with a wrap or a sleeve afterwards right yeah. pretty comprehensive yeah, there you go so summer, summary in the last minute but i i like how we kind of brought that all together does that make sense i think everybody wants to jump right into like oh this is a problem i gotta be aggressive and do something where it's actually pretty pretty minutes. simple and you take a step back awesome so good i like it when we can answer a question like that and we can kind of almost have like a little case at the end so hopefully you maybe you can you can watch that again watch that last minute or two again maybe put it down to 0.75 times speed on the uh, audio there i kind of talked like dave on that one i apologize uh but but good question hopefully that was a uh you know a good understanding of our treatment approach of what we would do with that person so if you have a question like that head to mike click on that podcast link and be sure to fill out the form to ask us anything really we had so many diverse questions. We love hearing them. So keep sending them. We'll keep answering them and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to mikerinal.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeReynolds.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.